0: off-the-cuff comic conversations. Welcome... Time Travelers, it's me, Matt Anderson, and today I'm joined by my very special guest.
1: Evan David, again.
0: Well, welcome back again, Evan. I'm Thank not you. sure if we released our two episodes back to back or if Ben snuck one in there also, but uh we just got done recording about Superman, Red Sun. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go check out that spoiler filled discussion. It wasn't so much a review. <laughs> we didn't really walk through the story, but we just talked about plot points. So, talk about it. so check yeah. that out, but. I started wanting to ask you other questions and I realized let's just do another short episode before I, I let you loose for the night. It's already almost been an hour time flies when you're having fun. So I know, um, let's start talking about what we have planned and I don't have a timeline for this because I'm notoriously slow on reading bigger storylines, but you'd heard me mention that I've been wanting to read through the Jeff Johns era of green lantern. Correct. And then you said to me,
1: I said, Hey Matt, If you need somebody to podcast with about it, here I am.
0: So I said, that's great. That'll probably get (laughs) me to read it faster because I think I've started. So I have, uh, so the entire Jeff Johns Green Lantern run makes up three omnibuses. Okay. I bought them uh, half price, but still, I I bought them for half off. I just, because it includes so many different series, you know, I've got the the traditional Green Lantern title plus Green Lantern Core. Plus some yeah. of the Rebirth stuff that they did. Not their current Rebirth, but the Green Lantern Rebirth from 10 years ago, 10 plus yeah, years ago. Yeah, that's what kicks it off. Uh, plus, I think there's like a Sinestro, Sinestro Core War that happens. Yep. in a, So there's a lot of different titles. So it's not like I could easily just go to a shop and say, okay, number one, number two, number three. I, oh, yeah. So, it's a
1: huge run.
0: Yeah, so because it's been hyped up so much, uh, and this was years ago when it, these omnibuses came out. I decide I'm just going to buy these as they're released, I'll get half off, and eventually I'll be able to read the series in the regular order. So cool. I probably started the first one, I, I want to say two or three times, but if I don't really stick with it, I always have to go back and start over. So having you to podcast with about it should help me to really stick with it this time. But cool. then but then you gave me more homework to do. Tell everybody yes. what you recommended before I really dive into the Jeff Johns era. What do you think I should read first?
1: Well, I think you should read uh, *Emerald Dawn*, which is kind of the official backstory for the Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan.
0: So I have the- read. I read *Emerald Dawn* now. At this point, as we're as we're recording here tonight, and I've almost finished *Emerald Dawn* too. How recently have you read Emer- *Emerald Dawn*?
1: Uh, it was years ago. <laughs> like probably 10 years ago. So maybe when we talk about it, we could just quickly highlight
0: the things you recommended on a future episode. And I can give you the kind of my brief thoughts on each one.
1: That's how this is going to go, Matt, because I don't have access to the entire run of Geoff John's green lantern. Yeah. Um, and I, but I have read most of it, but it was a decade ago. So I'm just so, going to start
0: talking about things and you'll be like, Oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Yes, and we're going to have an excellent podcast. <laughs> this is gonna, be, I think everyone's going to love, listen to that. I'll be like, Hey, you remember that? You'll be like, yeah, I kind of remember yeah, that. I totally remember. Then that. we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. I think we're really, <laughs> I think we're really selling this. This is going to be great. Okay. Cool, great. So Emerald <laughs> so, Dawn, go ahead. What, What else?
1: But I do remember. So there's a lot of of big things that happen, and I think you'll be if you haven't spoiled yourself, you'll be surprised at some of the characters that will show up.
0: I haven't throughout. spoiled myself.
1: Great, don't because it's pretty, there's some pretty cool reveals that happen.
0: Are you talking about in Emerald um, Dawn?
1: No, no, no. In in the Geoff Johns run. Okay. Yeah, his name's and not so, Geoff. You know that, right? <laughs> it, what's it? What is it?
0: You know, it's just Jeff, right?
1: Is it just Jeff, or is it Geoff?
0: Okay, I am asking you. Do you, know, do you? It is just Jeff. But did you know that?
1: I think <laughs> other people try to tell me that, and I just keep saying Geoff.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right.
1: So, anyway, um, what? Where was I? So you're now talking about, about Jeff. You're
0: talking G-off. about how there's lots of people that pop up in the middle of the story yes. of Jeff Johns.
1: Yes. So, and I'm not going to tell you who they are. Okay. But there's, there's some comic books that will be very helpful to you to read before that. So after uh, Emerald Dawn, you should read The Death of Superman.
0: Now, we just did the Red Sun episode. I know you love Superman. So a part of me is like, does he just want me to read The Death of Superman storyline because he loves Superman?
1: Well, there is that. But there is – there's something that happens in the death and return of Superman storyline that is uh, essential for Hal Jordan and for –
0: I think I know this already just from uh, reading. Jeff
1: Johns run.
0: Okay. I think I – can I just spoil this for our listeners? I think I know already just from being a comic reader and hearing things. Sure. So I wonder if this would have saved me tons of time just telling you. I think I know what you're going to say. This is – I know that, uh, spoilers, people, this is uh, from the 1990s. Uh, Hal Jordan, and I don't know how, but he somehow becomes Parallax, like you were mentioning uh, during uh-huh. our Red Sun episode, and he destroys Coast City. Uh,
1: you are incorrect.
0: Is that not what happens? Nope. Is it Coast City? He, he does something. Some, something happens to Coast City.
1: Something does happen to Coast City. Okay. It is, yeah. So.
0: Okay, so I guess I will good. be Good, I'm
1: glad you're reading it.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> Um so yeah, so I have requested from my library the initial Death of Superman story. But then you also made me get through comicsology <laughs> some other things. Uh,
1: I didn't make you do anything.
0: Well, you basically said you're gonna hate the experience unless you read all these Superman things. So I got you <laughs> said these are very important to read. <laughs> so I got Superman, Funeral for a Friend, Superman, Great. The Reign of the Superman. And Superman, the return of Superman, because those last three are part of the overall story, but not available at my library. And they were on sale on Comixology. So I own on Comixology three of the chapters, but I don't actually own the main death of Superman story, which, again, I'll be reading as soon as my library sends it to me.
1: Cool. Great. Well, all the important Green Lantern stuff happens in the reign of the Superman and return of Superman. Um, But it it's going to be meaningless if you don't read the death and funeral for a friend first. So, Oh man, that's a lot of Superman
0: to get to just to get to some green lantern stuff. I mean, I trust like me. It's like worth Superman. it. All right. All right. It I'll, is worth it. I'll trust you this time, but yeah. if it's not worth it, you're off the podcast.
1: <laughs> okay. I'll take that bet.
0: <laughs> All right. Tell me about, uh, okay. So, oh, wait, there's one more, one more green lantern story you recommended.
1: Oh yes. That's Emerald, uh, twilight, which happens immediately after the return of Superman.
0: Oh, okay. So I can see how I would want to read that. And then you sent me, yep. so you, in order to help me save money, you actually sent me, uh, Emerald Twilight by mail. I just received it yesterday and you also mm-hmm. put in two other things in there. I want you to tell everybody what else you put in there.
1: So I also sent the JLA versus the Avengers, which is the only Canon DC Marvel crossover. And it's super great. And, uh, we had talked last time we recorded about reviewing it together. So I was like, yes. Hey, I'll just send it over. And I've never read this, so that would be great. Cool. And uh, then I also sent Superman Doomsday, which is uh, a follow-up to The Return of Superman, just if you wanted to read it, if you liked the the events that happen in this Death and Return of Superman story, you can pick up right where it leaves off, kind of, with The Superman Doomsday.
0: So you're telling me I need to read (laughs) Superman, Death of Superman, Superman, Funeral for Our Friend, Superman, Reign of the Superman, Superman, uh, Return of Superman, uh, or whatever it's called, and then Mm -hmm. after that, Emerald Twilight, and then after that, Superman Doomsday.
1: No, you don't have to read Superman Doomsday. I just thought if you like what you're reading in the Death and Return of Superman stuff, you'll like that one too. Um, You do not have, that has nothing to do with the Green Lantern stuff. But
0: you definitely think I should wait? to read twilight until after i'm saying emerald twilight not not twilight the book emerald twilight after never read twilight the book (laughs) okay death of superman
1: (laughs) yes do not read twilight emerald twilight before you read the return of superman
0: return okay got it all right i will i have these notes now in audio form i'll make sure to follow your instructions all right let's talk about what you're reading the comics i'm just like i said off the cuff what tell me some things you're buying
1: Well, the only thing I really buy uh, week to week is the Superman stuff that's currently coming out. So I was getting uh, Superman in action comics. I'm still getting those. But now since uh, Brian Michael Bendis has taken over, it's only coming out once each title is only coming out once a month. Um, So I might be picking up uh, Justice League um, because I I picked up the the Justice League No Justice uh, miniseries and I enjoyed that.
0: Guess what? So, I, so, we talked about this off the air, but I read metal, uh, yes. Dark Knight's metal. Then I skipped No Justice because it just looked dumb. And then I, but I did pick up a few of the Justice League issues, and that's it pretty good. It looked dumb. <laughs> yeah, it looked dumb. Do you want to talk about what looked dumb? They split up, the, they made the Justice League into four teams made up of the regular JLers, uh, the Teen Titans, or just the Titans, and then random villains
1: random super villains and so you have superman's team was the best because he gets to team up with starro the star conqueror
0: yeah i, I mean I, ca- I as you're <laughs> saying that i mean there is an aspect of it that seems kind of cool these random justice league members but was starro literally a member of the justice league or were they just teaming up for the sake of a mission
1: no, they're teaming up for the sake of a mission. And, okay. and th- those teams have uh, disbanded. Okay, yeah, because
0: the way that they sold it when they were first uh, putting out the solicits yeah. was Starro, a new member of the Justice League. Darkseid, a new member of the Justice League.
1: <laughs> Darkseid was, was not there.
0: <laughs> I can't remember. I guess I'm wrong about that. Uh, but <laughs> that it just sounded ridiculous. It just sounded stupid, and so I, I couldn't do it. But now that I've picked up a few issues of the Justice League title by Scott Snyder, it does... Uh, relate back to things that happened in No Justice, and I do not understand. So, yeah, <laughs> but that's on I mean, me. That's not his fault. I just didn't read no. another story he said so, or he wrote. So, uh, but there are some interesting things happening issues. in Justice League.
1: Yeah, I've only read the first issue, uh, and so I'm, I'm intrigued, and I think I'll get some more. Um, they also canceled one of my other uh, titles that I was collecting, which is Super Sons. Hmm.
0: They're bringing it back kn- though. So don't Yeah, worry. I heard that. I heard that. It's going to be now retitled The Adventures of the Super Sons.
1: Cool. I will keep getting it. Uh yeah, when when they started rebirth, I was I tried to collect all of the Superman titles except for Justice League. Um I started collecting Superwoman, but I I didn't stick with it.
0: Uh, Yeah, you didn't miss anything. I read the first volume. So I, my library has access to tons of great things. I've mentioned that in the past before. I mean, basically anything that's coming out new, the library gets. So I read the first volume of Superwoman. Not that good. I read a bunch of the Rebirth Justice League. I don't even know why. You didn't miss anything Uh, from the, like, the first five volumes. You could all just skip. Right. Um, <laughs> I haven't read when Christopher Priest took over the title. I have not read that yet, but I read everything before that, and I'm not positive why. Um, Nice. But I'm talking about library, not things I actually purchased.
1: Here's some things that I've been reading. um, It's not current stuff, but I've been reading stuff on Marvel Unlimited. Okay. And so I think we talked about this a little bit beforehand uh, or in our our last conversation. One year ago. Yeah, one year ago. (laughs) But to me, okay, growing up, Marvel was the cheap knockoff brand of superheroes. Okay. And so I did not have much interest in reading Marvel or the Marvel characters, um, with a few exceptions. One is Spider-Man, and then the other two that I characters that really just stood out and I love them are Galactus and the Silver Surfer. Oh yeah! So I finished Dan Slott's run of the Silver Surfer.
0: Yeah, one of the best series of all time.
1: Oh my word, yes! And the ending is. Perfect,
0: it is perfect. I couldn't agree more. This is just oh. one of my favorite things that I've ever read in comic book you, form.
1: You have your cake and you eat it too. With that thing,
0: man, I bought this in the issues and then I bought the trades. And they just recently had the omnibus. And like I was mentioning before, if you pre order, you can get things half off. And I was really close to just buying the omnibus, I didn't. Uh, my wife said no, but uh, <laughs> triple dipping, yeah, I know. I just love it so much. The, I tried to tell her. They announced that there was going to be a special cover for the Omnibus that you, that wasn't on any of the trades or the issues, but uh, she didn't think it was uh, worth it.
1: No. She's probably so. right. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. And so then hey, – um, you, you
0: should get it so that I could live vicariously through you.
1: I I should. You know what? I, I might get it for my dad or something. Yeah, that's I a keep- great idea. I keep trying to tell him and my sister to read it and I don't think they're into it, but man, it is so great. Um, another thing I was reading is I decided I was going to read, Oh, I can't remember his name and everybody's going to yell at me. I can help you. It's the, it's the famous run of the X-Men with the Phoenix and all yeah, that.
0: Chris Claremont.
1: Yes. Chris Claremont. I decided to go back and read his run of X-Men. Okay. And, So I was really enjoying that. And then I kind of fell away from that after all the Phoenix stuff. It just kind of lost my interest. Yeah, I've never read that. Yeah, what I read was good. I mean, it's definitely like the old style of comic book storytelling where, you know, they're telling you everything they're thinking Mm -hmm. in the thought bubbles. And
0: and they always have to repeat things at the beginning of each issue. So everybody's caught up.
1: Yep. But it was good. And I, I kind of – they kind of do like a world tour sort of thing. It's really interesting because the original X-Men leave and then they bring in all these other X-Men which, who are now famous X-Men. Mm-hmm. But uh, they bring them – and they're all from like different countries and backgrounds and stuff. So it's kind of like the Power Rangers a little bit where it's just like here's some diversity. <laughs> and then they just you know, go crazy with it because you got Wolverine from Canada. You have Storm from Africa.
0: Oh, I got the sign.
1: Yeah, uh, Colossus from Russia, uh, Kurt Wagner from Germany, Kitty Pryde. She's Jewish, you know, so you have just throwing everybody. And then they even had a guy, a uh, Native American guy on there for a little bit.
0: Yeah, oh, anyway. it was Warpath's brother, then, right? What was his yeah. name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I think or that's a, I think that's one of the best things about that new series. And they I think they did. I mean, that was part of their plan is to diversify the X-Men. And I think it was uh, yeah. it wasn't just successful. I think it was a great thing they did.
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot. And then and then they go a step further, and they kind of take the X-Men on a world tour. So they're like in a new country every issue. Hmm,
0: I don't think I did know that. Well, I've never read it, but yeah, I don't think I knew yeah. that. Yeah,
1: Because they get like separated and lost, and they, they're they presumed dead for a while, and so they just start globetrotting. So it was, kind of, it was cool. I liked it a lot.
0: Nice. Uh, let's see. Have you ever read – okay, let me. the reason I'm asking this is this series – is something that brought me back to more modern comics because I read as a kid, been away for a while. I kind of kept up on some stories through uh, if people had podcasts where they would mention it, things like that. But there was a series that got me to start going to the library and, and picking up different books and checking them out. And it was the superior Spider-Man. Have you ever
1: I love the superior okay. Spider-Man?
0: I wasn't sure if you so read good. that, but that, that would be on, I'm sure that's on Marvel unlimited. I've never used Marvel yeah. unlimited. I, use comiXology and I'll buy things on sale, but I've never actually paid for a monthly service. I bet oh, in the man. long run it will be cheaper.
1: It's so worth it for me because like I said, I don't really, I don't buy Marvel stuff unless it's fantastic, mm-hmm. you know, and it really kept like I, uh, but I got it and you know, it's, I think it was $10 a month when I started doing it and I read over like $90 worth of comic books in one night
0: that, that is crazy. Let me ask you a question. So yeah. <laughs> i mentioned Superior Spider-Man. That's written by Dan Slott, who also wrote the Silver Surfer series that we really like. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, even though there are certain characters I'll check out uh, just because I like the characters, I tend to lean more towards I like to read certain writers. Okay. So with that being said, Dan Slott had this series uh, or had a storyline in his Spider-Man series called Spider-Verse where, and I think we mentioned this on the Red Sun episode, where Spider people from across the multiverse Had to team up against a multiversal villain Okay, loved it Well, I guess I kind of liked it more than loved it It was upper level good But not the best story I ever read uh, But it was a very attractive product to me Because I love the multiverse I love Spider-Man It brings all these things together It was pretty mm-hmm. fun So, I don't know My reflecting grade is probably four, four and a half But I bet you I actually gave it a five-star rating on Goodreads All that to say they're doing a sequel to Spider-Verse this coming fall called Spider-Geddon. Same storyline. <laughs> They're going to bring spiders, fr- spider people from across the multiverse, a team up, I mm. think, against the Inheritors again, which were the villain team from uh, Spider-Verse. Okay. But yeah. Dan Slott is not writing it this time. Uh, also, yeah, he's off of Spider-Man. Yeah, he's moved on to Fantastic Four and, and Iron Man. Okay. So with that in mind, would you say... For me, I'm asking you to recommend to me. Check out Spider geddon because it is a the a type of story that you would like. Or are you would you say wait to get it from the library for free in maybe six to twelve months because it's not Dan slot. So basically, I'm yeah, when you pay for comics, you're basically just paying to be kept up to date and to not be spoiled. Otherwise, yeah. I, I would just wait for everything because every it would be free eventually. So buying comics in some ways. Uh, I hate to say it because I do buy comics, but it almost doesn't make sense because if I was just willing to wait a few months, well, like I said, six to 12 months, I could read it for free. So back to my question. What do you say? Should I buy Spider-Geddon when when it comes out this fall?
1: See, I'm not the best person to ask because, you know, when Superman Rebirth is happening, I don't care who's writing it. They're bringing back my character. Mm -hmm. I'm buying the thing. So, um. You know, I, I, I don't know because I usually don't uh, care who the writer is. If the I ask my comic book guy at the store, I'm like, hey, does does this seem like a cool story idea or not? Or, so for me, it's more about the characters and the story. But the writer does matter. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'd say if it's something you're really into, check it out.
0: Okay. Um, listeners, I you need know. your help. Uh, write into us, listeners, and let me know if you think I should pass on this. Uh, a sequel to Spider-Verse Or uh, should I go for it Because I'm a Spider-Man fan And let me know also if you're interested in us covering it here On the comic book time machine uh, Speaking of y-
1: She-Hulk yes. Not She-Hulk, speaking of <laughs> Dan Slott She-Hulk is something I read By him Yeah, um, Which I got uh, the Part of the omnibus from the library And man I love that
0: So this is one I have not read actually I've read some of but not in full
1: here here's something else. I love She-Hulk as a character. She's one of my favorite Marvel characters and the reason is because she's just a lawyer and she decides to stay as a giant green woman while she's a lawyer. <laughs> and I just kind of love the story like and they do this more in the Dan Slot stuff, but where she is, you know, she's taking on superhuman court cases. You know th- yeah. things that would we would never have court cases about in the real world, but if you're living in the Marvel universe, this is something you have to deal with. Like you fall into a vat of radioactive waste, and now you have superpowers, but you don't want the superpowers because now you'll like crush your wife if you give her a hug. Right. You know. So I just find all that stuff fascinating. I would watch the junk out of a She Hulk. Uh, you know, law procedural show.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you think we'll ever see She Hulk in the MCU? I can't imagine we oh, won't. I mean, we, it probably has to eventually.
1: I, I hope so, because she's such a weird, funny, quirky character. Um, you know, and I think I think it's something else. Like, it's one of the reasons I like Cassandra came Batgirl so much is because she is so powerful, but she can also like just be so vulnerable and deal with, you know, real world problems. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I like that character and I lo- I really like the way Dan slot writes her. And I've, I've read a couple of other uh, she Hulk things not written by Dan slot and they're nowhere near as, as fun.
0: Yeah. So just another case for the writer does really matter. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something else. Oh yeah. Metal dark Knights metal huge event didn't read in, it at all. in DC last year. So, what what didn't you like about it? What made you decide Why? not to pursue it?
1: Because I I assumed it was really like dark magic heavy.
0: Oh, and I don't li- I don't like that stuff. It wasn't really. It was it was a little bit more violent than some DC stories, but it wasn't heavy in the magic area.
1: Right. So I figured that out later uh, when I realized it's all about like the source wall and, and the multiverse and stuff.
0: Yeah. But, so but you I, mentioned on the red sun episode that you hate the multiverse. So maybe, right. It, I mean, it was just a, like the main villains were a team of bad Batman, bad right. guy, Batman.
1: So I don't know. I might check it out in, uh, if it comes to the library or if I have an opportunity to borrow it from somebody, um, because you know, I, I think that's interesting. I've always wondered what was, you know, beyond the source wall, and that's one of the big mysteries of the DC universe. Is that real?
0: I've never been I never heard of the source wall until I read oh, yeah. Metal.
1: It's, uh, it's a long-established thing in the Fourth World New Gods stuff by Jack Kirby. Oh, I... um, so if you're reading stuff with Darkseid and and his whole crew, you'll run up against it.
0: Interesting. No, I didn't know that. So you had mentioned that growing up, DC was your main world. For me, it mm-hmm. was definitely Marvel. I'm not, I never, uh, how do I say this? It's not that I didn't like DC. I just felt a bigger attachment to Marvel and its characters. So even now, when I go back and read, well, stories like Metal, for example, there are parts of Metal that really affected me and impacted me because I knew those characters. But then there were other like big reveals that I didn't even know what it meant. And I had to read reviews online to even understand the reference because nice. I'm, I'm not really immersed in DC continuity or history the same way, uh, as in Marvel. Like if there was a big Marvel revealed, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to overstate this, but I would guess there's almost no big reveal that I couldn't relate to because I'm, I'm pretty immersed in Marvel history. Uh, right. And but, I'm
1: the exact opposite.
0: But I do love DC also. Yeah. Uh, But I'm more of a Marvel guy.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I like Marvel now. I like the comics a lot more now. Um, But still, it's not. It's like diet soda. You know, it's got that aftertaste that isn't just quite as
0: good. All right. So let's talk about. Uh, okay. I'm going to tell you a few things I'm buying, but. I should okay. say, uh, another reason I, I keep on bringing up, should I buy this or should I not, is because recently bought a house. Money's right. becoming a little bit more tight. And I think I might have to, I mean, I talked to you and Ben and Daniel about this uh, over Facebook. I think I'm to have to go hard stop on on comic buying because of this library thing. I it, It's starting to seem silly to pay to just know ahead of time or know. In real time, <laughs> like, like I yeah, could, I, I could just. I do like owning some of the comics, but even that is like, is that that big of a deal? So, um, oh, actually, that reminds okay. me. I think we probably talked about this on the air before, but once when I first met you, or relatively soon after I met you, I had heard that you were selling a lot of your hard copy issues, and then just using the money you got from that to buy digitally the things that you actually still wanted. Uh huh. So, how much did you get rid of that you didn't have, that you never replaced?
1: uh probably a good 75 percent
0: wow that's crazy for me it kind of feels like
1: because they're not
0: unless you did what you did which i think was a more private uh like come right to the buyer sale Mm -hmm. like if i was to bring a bunch of my comic books to the comic book store to sell i get nothing i mean it's worth more to me just to keep them around and give them out to friends than to make 10 cents off of a comic
1: well, I did a little on eBay oh. and I was selling them for like 2 or 3 dollars a pop, like stuff from the 80s. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so, that, that wasn't too bad.
0: Did you sell them but, by the lot or individually?
1: Individually. Hmm. Yeah, cuz there's people out there just trying to, you know, fill in gaps in their collections and stuff. So that went pretty well, but it it was hard to keep up, you know, the store on eBay and and keep current.
0: Um, so do you still do that at all or are you done with no. that? No
1: well so, i've I've sold all my comic books that i wanted to sell now
0: so when you say keep the store current what do you mean exactly like you create an ebay store
1: well yeah you like create an ebay account but then like you know as soon as people order them you have to get that thing to the post office and send it out and so you know just keeping it on top of that and making sure and i was getting everything out on time was hmm. tougher
0: Man. i mean you don't have to tell me the number but did you make a pretty good amount from that then
1: uh, not really. I think I made maybe like from the whole collection, maybe a couple hundred dollars. Okay. Um, and th- I used it all to buy digital comics and, and graphic novels and stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering about downsides. And that's why I'm asking all these questions. Like, should I, I'm actually organizing my comics right now in this app that Ben Avery recommended to us. It's uh, let me see if I can yep, get the yep. exact name. Did you get that by the way?
1: Uh, I know okay. because yeah, I mean I don't know
0: uh so the the app is called c l z comics. I think it's supposed to be kind of an abbreviation for collect collectors with a z uh you can scan all your comics by barcode or just search for them if you don't if the barcode doesn't come up, and it's pretty awesome to see your collection like that, and it's been a good way for me to be able to go through and see all right, what do I have what do I want to keep how should I do this exactly and i, I like uh it's tough to know how much I should downsize by having this. Having the house, I do have more space, but it also makes me more conscious of where is everything going to go permanently. Because when I was in an apartment, I always knew, well, this can be on this shelf for now or in this box for now. And someday I'll have a home. But do I really want all these things to have a home? I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I understand. And like digital stuff, I I really enjoy having it on there because, uh, you know, one of the reasons I sold my collection is because it was so old. And I was getting allergic to the dust produced by the pages. Oh you know? man! Yeah. So having having things on digital, there's no, there's none of that, and the pictures are nice and crisp and clear, especially if you're getting the old ones. You know,
0: uh, I'm gonna it's roll. Really nice. I want to roll through t- and tell you some of the things I'm buying, and then I'll give you some thoughts on each of them, and if I think I'll keep buying them now that I'm in this new uh, money saving world, I guess you could say. All right, here we go. Okay. I loaded up my because I order online. A lot and I buy some in the store But if you order online you can get them cheaper So it kind of helps the whole process Alright, I've been buying a book That I just hope gets cancelled <laughs> I Why? just I just want it to end But I have to keep <laughs> buying it And if Daniel Butcher is listening I'm, I'm guessing he can guess which book I'm going to say Is it
1: Scarlet Spider?
0: It is, it's Ben Riley. Scarlet <laughs> Spider Alright, everybody, you probably know If you're a longtime listener to The Comic Book Time Machine This is my... Favorite childhood character It's the clone of Peter Parker Who became a different Spider-Man hero Named the Scarlet Spider Uh, He was awesome in the 90s He was dead for 20 years almost Maybe maybe he was It was 20 years I don't even know Let's just say 20 years He's been dead for 20 years They finally brought him back And he's just not the same character He's got the same name And the same costume But his personality is different And I don't like the book but I have to buy everything. (laughs) So I just, I mean, because for years I always thought, oh man, this is my favorite character. It'd be so great if he comes back. So he did come back. And I just most, I brought up my email here. I most recently pre-ordered issue number 24. And I just want this book to get canceled so I can stop buying it. I know I could just stop buying it, but I haven't yet. (laughs) So,
1: you should stop buying it, Matt. I've read some of it, and yeah, it's not great.
0: It's not just not, I mean, it's, I think it's Peter David, who is a good writer, but it's not, it's not just that it's not great, it's pretty bad. And also, it's not a representation of the Ben Riley that I actually like. It's as if a different character with a totally different personality is using his name and costume, and they're trying to pretend like it's the same person. They have an in story reason on why his personality is so different, but. It is not an enjoyable read, and I still buy and read it regularly. Don't buy it. What do you think? I just so I've pre-ordered up to twenty four. I mean, you can't stop at twenty four. You almost have to get twenty five.
1: That is not true at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta think about it. I do kind of want to stop buying it, but I don't know if I can. Um, right. pray for Matt, everybody. Yeah. Speaking of and listeners, as I'm going through these, let me know your thoughts. Uh, next one up, Dan Slot. Love Dan Slott, so I followed him to his next two books. Uh, one is called Tony Stark, Iron Man. I've read the first issue. It was enjoyable. Didn't knock my socks off, but it was pretty good. Uh, but I've already pre-ordered through issue number four. What are your thoughts on this? This is Dan Slot. It's kind of too early to tell. I don't know if I... I wouldn't say I don't like it, but I wouldn't say first issue, this is the best new comic on the stands.
1: I don't know. I've, I've never really liked Iron Man comics. Yeah, me either. Yeah, so I mean, I would, I would, you know, I, I did, do, but I, I never, would ask my local comic book guy, hey, do you have any insight on where the story is going? Should I keep going? Because because our comic book store owner, they they get the inside scoop from the the publishers, so he usually is a good person to ask. But uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no. So I would say the same thing. Iron Man's not my favorite character to read in comic book form. However. Silver Surfer was never a favorite character either. And now it's been one of the, that. Like I said, one of the best series I've ever read. And it's all because I just followed Dan Slott, One of my favorite writers.
1: Okay. So well, you can give it a try. I mean, I like, I really like Brian Michael Bendis's uh, the way he writes, but I don't, I don't follow him to characters that I don't care about.
0: Okay. I hear you. Unless I
1: hear something really good about it.
0: I love the fantastic four. They've been away. They haven't had a series for three years now. And Dan Slott is the new writer on Fantastic Four, so I have pre-ordered through issue number two. Uh, Now that I would pick up. Okay. Yeah. Because
1: I mean, we've seen what Dan does with like quirky cosmic stuff, and like that's all over the Fantastic Four. I think, I think he's gonna knock it out of the park with them. All
0: right, my favorite Marvel book that I'm buying and reading regularly, right now, is Marvel Two and One, which is like a pre-Fantastic Four. Right. Uh, It's just the thing and and Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, and they're searching Mm -hmm. for the other members of their team. Uh, This book is awesome. I've pre-ordered through issue number 10, but it's not a book where I feel like I would get spoiled if I happened to to wait for it. Like, I do really like it, and so I like supporting it, uh, but it's not a big enough story where if I was to wait the six months for the trade from the library... I probably wouldn't have heard what happened in it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty tempted to drop this after this 10th issue, but I do really like it. What do you think about that one? It's a book I I love, but don't need to be up to date on.
1: Yeah. I'd say then drop it, especially if you're getting tight on money, you know, Mm -hmm. it, you know, if it's not like your top favorite character, I, I, you know, for me anyway, I can wait, you know,
0: all right. I'm looking at my most recent pre-order. I did something probably a little silly, uh, but it was only a $4 <laughs> loss if I hate this. So I'm not keeping up on the current Marvel crossover, which is called Infinity Wars, plural. Yeah. Um, I happened to be able to read a few of the... So they had a mini-series called Infinity War or... What was it? Infinity Countdown, I think? Infinity yeah, I think it was Infinity Countdown, which is leading up to Infinity Wars. Um, I read three issues of that and it was good. It was basically just a continuation of what uh Jerry Duggan has been doing in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh so like that countdown of what I read, but didn't want to pay for the last two issues. I got I think uh what happened is Comixology had a, a, like a super sale. So I got the first three for ninety-nine cents each. Uh so I felt like, yeah, I can if they're usually four bucks, I could pay three dollars for three. So I nice. checked it out, liked it, but didn't want to pay $4.99 or whatever it is for the actual book. So I have not read issues four and five. With that being said, they're already pre-ordering um, the actual Infinity Wars crossover event. Uh, I, I don't know how many issues it is, but it's going to be another $5 per issue. So I just said, no, I can't do it. But there was something that ties into that series that intrigued me, and I paid for it already. Do you want to hear about it? Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, did you ever read any of the Marvel DC uh, combo story under the Amalgam uh, yeah. banner? Yeah. All right. For listeners that don't know what this is, I think I'll cover this on the show eventually. But uh, Marvel and DC had this event where they crossed over together, but they also had an in story reason for why characters were combining. So, for example, they had Superman and Captain America combined to become one person named the Super Soldier. Is that right? That's his name? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was like Batman and Wolverine combined and they became Dark Claw and yep. Superboy from the Death of Superman story and Spider Man combined. And I think it was the Ben Riley Spider Man combined yep. and became Spider Boy. Okay. So that's the Amalgam Universe. And I probably will talk about that on the show. But what Marvel is currently doing in Infinity Wars is they're combining their own characters into something. And huh. I, I don't know what the story reason is because I'm not reading. Infinity Wars, and I didn't finish Infinity Countdown, but I bought <laughs> something called Iron Hammer, number one, which is Thor and <laughs> Iron Man mashed up together, yes. and something called Soldier Supreme, which is Captain America and Doctor, Doctor Strange combined. Uh, Interesting. So are, each of these are issues one of two, and I've seen a whole list of other ones that are coming out. I think this was a mistake. I don't think I should have bought these because <laughs> um, I really like the mashup idea. But I don't think I'm actually going to try to keep up on these uh, different versions. I, I should try to look and see. Talk for a uh, minute. I'm going to quickly look up what the other mashups are.
1: It sounds a lot like what they did with Convergence in DC where you have the main story and then they released two issue little side stories that you can check out with the different characters you like or are interested in. Okay. So, uh,
0: I'm still looking up here, but I, do, I remember not what it's called. So. Again, the the storyline that they're currently in is called Infinity Wars. And these are called Infinity Warps. W-A-R-P-S. And they're warping the heroes together. I don't know the story reason for this. Another one is Ghost Panther, which is the Black Panther mixed up with Ghost Rider. (laughs) Uh, What else we got here? Okay. I know. It's getting weird. Uh, Here's one. Wolverine. And okay, here we go. Weapon Hex, not Weapon X, but Weapon Hex, <laughs> like magic. It's it's the female Wolverine character, or maybe it's X twenty three and yeah. uh, Scarlet Witch is what X twenty
1: three is the female Wolverine character.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's who it is. Actually, it doesn't specifically say that, but that's who it looks like. We've got yeah. Arachnite. Okay, Arachnite. This is Spider Man and Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, Moon Knight's an interesting choice because he's not really around anymore. Yeah. So, what do you think? I, I Okay, I know I already spent $2.39 on each of those books. So, but I could just stop at $4, a $4 mistake and not buy the rest. Do you, you feel like stop. Yeah, that seems like a mistake.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to if you read them and you really 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 like where it's going, go ahead and buy the other one
0: in the series. Here, let me. This is uh from Nozorama. The first two one-shots will focus on Iron Man, Thor mashup, Iron Hammer, and Captain America, Doctor Strange combo, Soldier Supreme. The characters themselves will apparently debut in September's Infinity Wars number 3, the solicitation for which mentions reality warping around Marvel's heroes thanks to the Infinity Stones. So I like the idea of combining them. I don't think I like the idea of spending $2 per issue on them for stories that might not be that good.
1: You know, if you want a story that's kind of like this, but probably a lot better, uh, I would check out Black Vortex. Do you ever read that?
0: I did read Black Vortex, and I yeah. thought that was so-so. What? But I don't remember them mashing up characters. They,
1: no, they don't. But they they all turn into like a, a cosmic version.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Of themselves, yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so I uh, told you some of the the books that I've been pre-ordering. There are some books I go to the store and buy, and that might need then end because I don't get the pre-order price on them. But they're big enough where I felt like I should probably be day and date caught up on these. <laughs> so okay. and they're DC titles. Uh, Doomsday Clock. I know you've been reading a little bit of that, right?
1: Yeah, I've been reading each issue.
0: <sighs> I have really mixed feelings on it. It it seems like a pretty major storyline, and I think history will have it. It'll either be remembered as historic because of its quality or because it was a misfire, and I'm not sure yet which one it is. I. I I I can't I don't know. I don't think I like it as much as I want to, but for people that don't know, it's a sequel to Watchmen featuring the Watchmen universe characters crossing over with the DC comics universe. Yeah. Tell me since you've been reading it, tell me. Tell me what your thoughts.
1: Yeah, because when I started, you know, when they're teasing it and everything, I figured that's what this is. It's a it's a crossover book, right? And we're gonna see not only the characters of the Watchmen and the DC Universe collide, but also the ideologies of the Watchmen and DC Universe collide, which I think we are gonna see still.
0: Yeah, but we just but, did you read? I mean, I've already read up through six, I think, and
1: I've read them all that's been released.
0: Yeah, me too. It,
1: and so we're we're getting some of that. Like there's there's a scene. Well, I don't want to spoil that. We won't spoil it. But anyway, um, I wasn't expecting it to be. It's just a straight up Watchmen sequel.
0: But they like, are in our world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like, well,
0: I guess I should say just, the DC world.
1: It's a spiritual sequel to Watchmen because of the the way it's drawn, the way it's uh, laid out, the way it's written. It's a little bit less horrible and vulgar than Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but it is but still it's still pretty bad. Close. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a little it's, less, but still pretty bad.
1: Yeah, it's it's very very violent, yeah. and they're using a lot more language than they usually do in DC books.
0: I know. So we so I think it was just it was just issue six that came out last week or two weeks ago. Is that right? Yes, I think so. Okay, so we're halfway through. This is a twelve issue story. Uh, I kind of want to jump off here. I mean, I I'm liking it fine. It's just not blowing me away. What do you think? Are you going to continue on with this? We we're halfway through. Do you like it enough to stick with it?
1: I am gonna stick with it because I have been promised that it is, you know, Superman and Doctor Manhattan are the two linchpins that are going to, you know, I, that I assume are going to be the the final conflicts here.
0: See, I know that that's how they sold it, but Superman yeah. has been in like a few frames in the first issue, right? I know,
1: I know, and that's because it is a Watchmen sequel, and so they're really focusing all their attention on the Watchmen characters and then some random other people in the dc universe that Mm -hmm. are going to uh tie into the ultimate climax here
0: there was a pretty cool scene though with the dc villains in this last issue
1: i didn't like that at all
0: i kind of (laughs) uh let's not talk about it right now uh but so did you like this most recent issue that was sort of a No, this Uh, one
1: was the worst one of them all.
0: See, the thing I liked about it is that I'm not going to go too far into it, but there's a character named the Marriott, Marionette, Marionette, and we get her backstory and we learn, it kind of flushes out the character. I think I appreciated that. I didn't necessarily like where the story went, but uh, it's a newer character that we needed to learn about. So I'm close to jumping off, but I'm not all the way there yet. What about Yeah, Mir-
1: this this last issue brought me to the brink, but I think I'm going to keep holding on and and hope it gets better.
0: All right, here's another DC book that I'm reading, Mr. Miracle. And I'm going to be totally honest here on the show. I'm only reading it because of the hype of there there's a great writer writing it, Tom King. I uh, like a lot of his work. Uh everybody keeps talking about how this is a masterpiece. I, I'm enjoying it fine. I don't uh I don't think I would say masterpiece. I like it. It's pretty now, con- it's pretty confusing. I think it's well, meant to be confusing. Have you
1: read it? No, but I want to because I really liked his Vision uh, mini series that he did. Yeah. And I feel like this is going to be similar to that. Um, so I don't not like it. I don't know what I think about it. It's see, very confusing. I, I think <laughs> – because you don't know a lot about the new gods.
0: I don't. I don't so, know a lot about them. You're right.
1: Right. So I feel like you're missing – you might be missing some stuff.
0: That I mean you're probably right. I've read – I think zero New God stuff. I mean, official New God stuff. I've read things where they appeared, but I've definitely never read the Kirby New God stuff.
1: Yeah, no, well neither have I, but I've they just cross over a ton with Superman stuff. Like I've Justice
0: never read stuff. uh I know that uh, the New Gods are part of either Final Crisis or Infinite Crisis. I've never read that.
1: They're part of Final Crisis. You should skip Final Crisis. You should never Ever read it. Okay. You should buy a copy just so you can bury it in your backyard after you've burned it. Dang.
0: I mean, my plan is (laughs) I'll finish Crisis on Infinite Earths here for this show, and then I'll go on and do Infinite Crisis and then Final Crisis. That's my plan.
1: I really like Infinite Crisis, but Final Crisis is hot garbage. (laughs) I loathe it. So if you want to do an episode on it, let me know. All right. Because I'll be happy to be the... Contrarian, okay. I guess. I, I will.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll read it and I'll let you know if I feel like it's good enough to review, I guess. I don't know. So, back to Mr. Miracle, I am torn. This book is pretty close to being done. I think I have 10 of the 12 issues already. So, I'll, I think I'll finish this one. Uh, but I, again, i just being honest for the listeners and for you, I'm pretty sure I'm only buying it because of the hype around it, where everyone well, thinks it's a masterpiece. And I I, don't know, I, think it's good. I think, it'll, I think it'll be probably fun to own and say I read it when it originally came out. Because I it feels like one that people are going to be talking about for a long time. I just hope it has a good payoff at the end.
1: I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you buy the rest of them. So that way you can send them to me.
0: Well, I was just thinking that. I, should, I have <laughs> Metal. You've never read Metal. I have Mr. Miracle. I mean, they're just sitting in my comic box here until or one of my short boxes. So uh, I should tell you some of the things I have. Well, what you should do is get on this uh, CLZ... Comics app. Don't I it, should you, you can get a free version, or you can pay extra to. I think the free version you can catalog 150 comics. Mm, it's just a hundred, a hundred, and then pay 15 bucks, and you can do unlimited. And I think it. Uh, it's not like you can have friends on it like Facebook, but I believe on the like desktop version of the app, we can look at each other's collections, and you yeah. can kind of mm-hmm. see if there's anything you want to read. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, I will do that.
0: All right, let's do it. And uh, Yeah, you should definitely read Metal. I love Metal. Uh, I mean, that's one of my favorite things I've read from DC in modern history. Okay. But I'm not sure if you'll like it as much. It is a little, There are some weird parts, So, but yeah. Uh, so that's Mr. Miracle. That I think the, I want to say the 11th issue comes out tomorrow as we record.
1: Yeah, I'm really curious. Probably, about probably that. not as I the listeners
0: read. are hearing this, though, because that usually happens as we record, and then like two months later... The, <laughs> the, yeah. the episode shows up But I think that I mean that's usually on me My I take a long time to edit But these last two comics Or episodes that we've done Red Sun and now this Off the cuff conversation I think these will be Pretty easy to edit So maybe we can get them out faster Cool Alright uh, I'm trying to think What else I buy in real life uh, Well I mentioned Justice League earlier mm-hmm. There's only been though Three or four issues of that There is something interesting I want to tell you about And I don't know if I should There's Don't a re- do it
1: Because I'm planning to buy uh, More Okay, of Justice League,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. There's something I want to talk about with this first arc. Um, I started buying the... Uh, what's the writer's name? Uh, Jason Aaron is right now doing the Avengers title. Uh, I started buying it, and then I missed an issue, an accident. And then I couldn't find it, and it wasn't really worth it to me to do a big track it down type thing. So I stopped. So I, I've read three issues of it. It was pretty good, but not as good as Justice League. But they both have these they feel similar. Like they're both dealing with cosmic high level extinction possibility events. But I think that DC is doing it a little bit better. I like Marvel, but I like what's happening in DC right now. So I, like I said, not following Avengers, but I'm sticking with justice league. But that, that one would be a really easy one for me to drop because, um, I mean, I'll be in the library soon and I don't feel like I need to stick right with it, but I do like Scott Snyder. How do you feel about Scott Snyder as a DC writer?
1: Oh, I really like him. I I thought his Batman stuff was the only bright spot of the new 52.
0: Hmm. Let me see the only bright spot. I mean, it's probably the brightest spot, but.
1: Okay. Okay. The, some of the some of the Aquaman stuff and, and some of the Justice League stuff was pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah, I totally agree. Those exact two titles, I would say, actually. Also, yeah, well, Multiversity. Actually, I think
1: the Aquaman stuff was very good.
0: Okay. Multiversity. So
1: Aquaman's number two.
0: Okay, Multiversity by Grant Morrison came out during the New 52, so I'll have to lump that in there, too. Loved it. That's another one. Maybe I should send you Multiversity, except for you're probably just going to burn it because you don't like his writing or something. <laughs> hey, uh, I can't remember. How old is your daughter?
1: She is two. Okay. She just turned two. So
0: uh, my daughter is three and a half, and she's starting to check out this DC Supergirls comic series. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. So it's the DC heroes uh, in a way more cartoony style aimed at a young female audience, and, and I, I love that she loves it <laughs> because she knows, she now knows a bunch of characters that I don't. I'm not even that familiar with. So when we're looking at the, you know, she can't read yet. She's just looking through the pictures and I'll read it to her. But, uh, also be like, Hey, who's that? And she'll know because she watches videos of it and then also flips through books about it. So I think, so for your daughter, I'm going to recommend DC superhero girls eventually.
1: Okay. Yeah. My daughter currently she's into dino Dana.
0: Hmm. I'm not familiar with that.
1: (laughs) That's an Amazon original. (laughs) It's, It's this little girl and she sees dinosaurs everywhere, like photorealistic dinosaurs. And she just loves it. She loves the dinosaurs. Uh,
0: I want to so. talk about one more DC book and one more Marvel book. And then I'm going to, okay. uh, and then I want to ask you about the streaming service, the DC universe streaming service. So get ready for All that. Right. Uh, and then how much time do you have left before you have to get out of here?
1: Probably about 15. Oh, huh,
0: that's about how much time I have left too. Perfect. All right. Uh Batman. They have been working their way up to telling the story of the Batman and Catwoman wedding in issue 50. I oh, will it just, let me just stop no, you here. No spoilers, okay? Don't, let's not spoil it for our listeners, but
1: I'm not. Okay. I read that issue and I collected the three or four issues before that. Pile of hot, steaming garbage. Wait a second.
0: You read <laughs> I, that issue and the issues before it? Okay. Yeah. Hmm, I'm going to disagree slightly, but not all the way. So, first of I all, this it. is Tom King, the, one of the best writers in comics today. Uh, He's been doing a great job on this Batman Rebirth series. It's actually not called Rebirth, but it's in the Rebirth banner. Uh, I liked a lot of what they did. I, in fact, loved some of what they did working up to the wedding. They had this storyline. Actually, the trade that I read was called, like, Rules of Engagement or something like that. Great. Great stuff with the relationship with Catwoman and Batman. Uh, So there was a Booster Gold story that got a little weird. Did you read that one? Yes, I did. You, you have negative feelings about it, I'm guessing?
1: Not as negative as they were, because right before this happened, uh, they had a Booster Gold story uh, with Superman.
0: Yeah, now don't, ind- don't spoil this one for me, because I, I haven't read this yet, but go ahead. I
1: won't, I won't. But uh, then they go immediately from that into this Batman one, and Booster Gold is a completely different character.
0: I've actually heard and- explanations for that.
1: Yes, so have I, and so
0: oh, I, I think, didn't know these limitations. We talked to Daniel about this online.
1: Yeah, Daniel set me straight because apparently there's two Booster goals and one is like a responsible hero, time cop guy, and one is just a moron.
0: And so because they're from different uh, timelines,
1: right? Right. And so now that I know that it makes a lot more sense, but I'm like, man, Tom King, you're just throwing continuity out the window. You don't care. You just want to do your own stuff. This is dumb. And, but now I'm okay. I I appreciate the story for what it is. It's not like my, one of my favorites, but I mean, it is something a dumb booster gold would try, but now a booster gold is like insane.
0: Right, and that's going to he set up... I want to come back to Batman, but for just a second, I'm going to do an offshoot and talk about where they're going with that. So there is a plan for that. Do you know about what's coming up next in D.C.?
1: No.
0: Nope. Okay, I'm not, no spoilers here. I'm just going to tell you about an upcoming story that I don't know anything about other than the general premise. So Tom King is going to be doing the next big event in D.C. It's going to be called Heroes in Crisis.
1: Oh, yes, and I'm super excited about this. I'm going to be collecting this.
0: All right, so totally different type of crisis though it's not a multiverse ending type thing uh right. tom king uh, is establishing that and there's no spoilers is just in the solicitation as they're selling the book that at some point in the past batman superman and wonder woman kind of the three main leaders in the dc universe decided that with all of the bad things that heroes and villains go through and just a different uh stress they're under Uh, the trauma they go through, that there should be a place where they can go to get psychological help. So they've established this place called Sanctuary. And that is a place for, like I said, for heroes and villains to get psychological help uh, for things like PTSD and, and things like that. So wrapped into that place, there's going to be a murder mystery and the two, Characters are going to be at the center of this murder mystery. I'm not saying that these are the people that get murdered or are the murderers, but all I know is the two characters that are at the center of the story are Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. So I think that his story with Booster Gold was just a tiny setup for heroes in crisis, which is coming out very soon. I think next month, maybe, or in two months.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's in September. All right. Yeah, but I, I'm looking forward to that. See, Tom King, I really liked his vision thing. I'm excited about his Miracle Man stuff, and I'm excited about this. He used to be a – I think he used to be like a Marine or a CIA guy.
0: Yeah, he worked for the CIA.
1: Yeah, and, and he's gone through some PTSD stuff as well. And so I think he's going to do a, a great job with this. I just cannot stand the way he writes mainstream Batman. Mm. I don't like it. Oh, I actually do like it.
0: He does now more – I think he goes more for the heart of Batman. So I kind of like that.
1: I, I feel the exact opposite. I feel like I'm, he's doing so much philosophizing in the, you know, in the narration that Batman hardly gets a chance to talk at all. Mm, I'm, talking you know, about, I'm not anything. talking
0: about the heart of the character. I'm talking about the actual emotions that Bruce Wayne slash Batman is feeling.
1: See, yeah, but it's more like a novel or a, like an essay. <laughs> than a comic book.
0: Yeah, I kind of like it. I, I think I'll, I'll have to agree to disagree with you on this one. But I don't think we disagree on Batman number 50. Now, to be fair, Tom King has publicly announced numerous times that he's telling a 100-issue story. So Batman issue 50 is just halfway through. I just... I, I'm not No spoilers, listeners, but I wasn't happy with how that story progressed. The issue itself was actually kind of beautiful, and there were some nice points in it but i don't think it was a good payoff for what it it seemed <laughs> i don't know how to say it without spoiling so i'll just back off and say i'll read further in the story from the library but uh i bought the last couple issues leading up to the wedding just to get caught up and then and i like those and then was excited for the wedding issue and didn't like that one as much but like i said uh, i'll stick with tom king a little longer and see where his story goes so i'm not mad i just didn't love it all right. Uh, last one. Last thing. And then I want to hear about the streaming service. Then I'll let you go for the night. Uh, okay. Finally, after many years, a series I love for Marvel called Shield by Jonathan Hickman was. Oh, yes. Was concluded. So this is it has a crazy story and I won't go into all the details, but essentially
1: I've, I've read it all except for the, the, new, the new issues. Oh, really?
0: So yeah. do you remember approximately what year it came out? I want to say 2011.
1: No, I was reading it on Unlimited.
0: All right, Uh, let's just say... Actually, I just looked it up. 2010. Okay, so back in 2010, Jonathan Hickman started telling this story about the origin of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is historical figures, uh, you know, like Isaac Newton, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, I think Nostradamus is there. All these characters... Did you know
1: that Leonardo da Vinci repelled Galactus from Earth? Yeah,
0: things like that. So these (laughs) historical figures actually started S.H.I.E.L.D., and have been doing superheroic things throughout history that we just never knew about. All right. Well, they did... I, I don't know why they did it like this, but they had six issues, and then they started numbering back over. They had an... Instead of having like an issue zero, they had it called issue infinity with the infinity symbol, kind of the sideways eight. And then they had issues one, two, three, four, uh, you know, and kind of volume two of this, this series he was doing. And then we never got issues five and six. And apparently he was really devoted to working with a specific artist. I think I know the story well, but I'm not hundred percent positive, but he had the writing done, but the artwork wasn't done and he was not going to release it without Dustin Weaver, who's an artist. <laughs> so, and I don't want to put all the blame on him. I don't feel like Jonathan Hickman would either, but for whatever reason, probably multiple reasons, but the art being one of them, we did not get these final two issues of the series uh for eight years and just this past month i think uh they finally put out issues five and six and yeah uh, i really like the series I, I can't give it as high a praise as i gave silver surfer but still i I'd, I'd still rank this as one of my favorite marvel series not the perfect ending but a, a really strong ending i would have loved to have seen more from it but uh, i think this is all she wrote for this for this series with hickman i wouldn't say it's all she wrote though for the characters I could see these characters being used again in some way. What do you think? Oh, you haven't finished well,
1: it. Haven't, yeah, I haven't finished it. So I would like to read the last two and see how it ends up because I think it ended in a weird place without the conclusion.
0: Oh yeah, I mean they were setting up the the final battle and you never got it, and that was yeah. and, then, and then seven eight years goes by. So uh, all right. Let's, let's start to wrap this up by talking about some non-comic comic stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. DC Universe, the streaming service, are you buying yes. this thing? Yes, I am. What's the big draw for you? Because I was really turned off by some of the stuff we saw from Comic-Con.
1: The only reason I'm buying it, well, not the only reason, but the main overwhelming reason I'm buying it is uh, the Young Justice Season 3.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, this makes sense. Unmissable. Unmissable.
1: Uh, Unmissable. Okay. That is the best... DC Comics television show
0: ever. So, did you already pre order the, the one year subscription?
1: No, I'm going to wait because The Young Justice isn't coming out till uh, January.
0: Okay, that's a good move because I think they were having some Comic Con deal or possibly it wasn't a deal, but uh, $74 for a year. Yeah. Instead of whatever so, their regular rate is. Here's the reason. No I'm, thanks. This is the reason I'm not <laughs> buying it. Everything. That I would personally be interested in, and I, I hate to say it, I know you love Young Justice, I watched a little bit of the first season, couldn't get into it, gave up, done. Matt, you're wrong. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying I personally couldn't get you into it.
1: You are wrong.
0: And I tried, I gave it a really fair, <laughs> I gave it a super fair shake, and I don't know how many episodes I watched, but it wasn't just like one or two, I watched maybe half of the first season. Uh, right. So, there is a bunch of good things at DC Universe, the streaming service. But everything that is good on there is things I could get somewhere else. Uh, so I'm pumped that uh, the Batman the Animated Series will be there. But I own that on DVD. Uh, I like the nice. idea that they have the classic Wonder Woman TV show on there. Because I think my daughter might like watching it. But I could get that on DVD. I don't currently own it, but I could. Uh, I think they have the Superman Animated Series. I think they have... I mean, I'm hoping they have the 1966 Batman show on there. I don't know for a fact, but... That would be. R-
1: they probably will. I, I'm assuming they'll have every single DC thing that Warner Brothers owns. Yeah, they kind of have on- to.
0: That one's a little so, tricky though, because so they had to share some of the rights with uh, Fox, but I, they may have worked that out already. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the movies that will be there uh, the Superman movies, the Batman movies, uh, probably any DC movies that ever come out, I'm guessing will be on there. So, yeah. So the, uh, kind of the, the theme here is that the things I'm most drawn to are things I can get from other places or maybe already own. All the new product. Young Justice, sorry, uh, doesn't interest me. I'm not watching that show. The Titans live-action show just
1: looks horrible. Oh, yes. It looks horrible. Uh, I don't know and so be- what they are doing.
0: So <laughs> because of that, there's a sp- they over- they've they already announced a spin-off uh, show from Titans called Doom Patrol. I'm familiar with Doom Patrol. Uh, I'm not a big yeah. fan of them or anything. But seeing Titans and knowing that Doom Patrol is in the same universe makes me not care about Doom Patrol at all. Okay, there's that. Swamp Thing the TV show. Uh, that is intriguing. I don't Think I would pay the money just to see it unless Ben tells us this show is amazing. You all yeah. have to watch it. Then maybe I'd pay uh, $8 once, watch that show, and be done. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I have now. Stargirl, the series. I don't know anything about Stargirl. It's not, no. nothing against the character. I just don't, I'm not drawn to the, that at all. I don't know anything about her. Uh, I don't know if they've announced any live action movies that are going to be straight to the series or to the, the streaming service. I think they have announced some animated movies going to the streaming service. Like, is that justice league versus the fatal five? Is that DVD or is that streaming service?
1: Uh, I think both.
0: Okay. So as you can see, see, these are the reasons yeah. so there's just nothing. There's nothing selling for, me on it
1: for me. I mean, it'll be nice to have all the animated movies on there because that, you know, I can just watch them all and I won't have to rent or buy them. I hear and, you. And which will be nice because, what if one of them stinks and I don't want to own it. And then I do hear you about uh, how long are you
0: gonna have to wait. Like, so if there's a like, okay, just recently you watched death of Superman, right? Yeah. Which oh, was fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. I think it, when does it come out on an actual DVD? Uh,
1: it comes out on August 13th. You're not allowed to watch it till you read the book.
0: Oh, is it that good of an adaptation?
1: It's, it's pretty good.
0: Okay. So I mean, is it pretty, uh, does it stay true to the book?
1: Uh, in some ways. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. So I'd probably get it from my library anyways, but uh, I guess this is an interesting question. We, I want to ask you, you had said you moved from physical copies of comic books to digital. Did you do the same thing for movies? So do you just buy the digital version of movies now?
1: Uh, I, if I buy a movie, I'm making sure I have the digital copy with the physical copy. Um, or I just buy it digitally, but I don't buy a lot of movies. Yeah. I only I only buy it if I like really, really like the movie and I'm gonna wanna watch it again.
0: So, so some automatic buys for me. I don't buy a lot of movies either anymore. I used to buy a ton, but automatic buys would be anything Marvel. Much of DC, but it's not automatic. So for example, I don't own Suicide Squad. Um Star Wars is not automatic, but probably the saga ones are. Like I don't I didn't care to own Rogue One. I don't know if I care to own Solo, but I do want to have the Saga ones. Uh, Mission Impossible, anything Mission Impossible, I would buy. But other, oh, anything Planet of the Apes.
1: I think the only automatic buys for me
0: are Jurassic Park. Like, Ooh, I haven't even seen the new one of that yet.
1: Oh, it was good. Cool. I,
0: I'll oh, just see that's one I'd rent.
1: Oh no, Jurassic Park is probably my favorite movie franchise. Man,
0: I know this is not comic related completely, but this conversation is really making me think. I need to go through my movies, my books, my comics, and just. maybe uh, my old CDs I still have around and kind of clean house a little bit. I don't know if I want to own all these hard copies anymore. I think you're really, I I think you're helping me, Evan. I think this is a good conversation.
1: I'm I'm glad I could be of service. One, a couple other things I want to mention about the DC streaming service that you should probably check out is they're going to have the Legion of superheroes series on there. They're going to have green Lantern, the animated series, which is fantastic. Okay. And they're going to have beware the Batman on there. Okay. Um, which is v- different and I've only seen some of it and I'm excited to finish the series on okay. that one. Yeah. I mean,
0: those things are appealing to me, but not $8 a month appealing. You know, what I do love though. If you haven't seen Batman brave in the Bold, that's a great one.
1: I mean, this is, Oh yeah. That's, that's a fantastic show. I mean, DC for me, I might last a little bit longer on the service than other people, but I'm thinking like, you know, get it for two or three months, watch mm-hmm. all the stuff. And then cancel your subscription. Yeah. And then if something really awesome comes out later, get it for another month, you know?
0: Yeah, I hear you with that. And if my kids were a little bit older and interested in watching some of those animated shows, it would be way bigger of a sell. Like, I would love to sit down and watch Green Lantern, the animated series, with my kids if they were interested. Uh, Or if they have, like I was mentioning, the, the DC Superhero Girls, if there's like a series of that. I mean, I could see that being something we would watch, but... Yeah, for now probably probably it's a thumbs down for me. But I'm interested to hear from you uh, how good it is, or how maybe how the Titan show actually is in real life. Are you going to give it a shot since you're paying for the service? Uh, I
1: I don't know. I might check out an episode, but based on that trailer, I'm not going to like it. <laughs>
0: so. I hear you. Well, I've used up the 15 minutes that I promised uh, to wrap it up by this. So we did. We came together tonight to cover Red Sun. That was like a less than 30 minute conversation, and now our off the cuff conversation has been over an hour. So. Yep. I'll hit the music. Well, why don't you uh I didn't do this last time. How do people find you? Plug anything you want to plug, uh, then I'll say goodbye, hit the music, and then I'll talk to you off the air.
1: Uh, you can find me either at strangersandaliens.com, which is my main podcast with Ben and Steve, or I'm doing some new stuff on Patreon. If you'd like to check out some of my Christian comic books I'm trying to produce, uh you can check me out at patreon.com slash Evan David Comics. We'd love to see you over there.
0: I also bought something that you made a video. do you want to talk about that
1: oh the 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 hell thing yeah yeah okay so i'm i'm one of my jobs right now is I'm working with Kingstone Comics, which is a Christian comic book company, and I'm converting some okay. of their uh graphic novels and comic books into uh motion comics and so one of the ones I did is they put out a graphic novel uh apologetics graphic novel about hell and the doctrine of hell and I've turned that into a 20-minute animated film
0: that's right and your voice is on it so if people love hearing you here they'll love hearing you (laughs) on hell
1: I am the narrator so if you want to really just have a crowd-pleasing movie that will just Bring a bunch of life to your next party or That's gathering. Right. Get
0: some popcorn. Gather the family together. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs>
1: this, this movie is a really big downer. <laughs> well, I mean, it's but, all about you No,
0: know, but you you give some theological theological truth. So
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's not a feel good movie. Don't you know? If people are coming to your party and you're going to put this on, make sure they know ahead of time <laughs> what the movie's about. Yeah, we're trying.
0: Um, we're trying to teach you about some doctrine, not necessarily yes. warm your hearts.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so you can find that at ChristianCinema dot com, uh, and just type in "hell" and should be like the first one that comes up. So that's right.
0: All right. Well, that was Evan. Thank you again, Evan, for being with me tonight. Uh,
1: Thanks for having me, Matt. As,
0: we, as we've already mentioned, we'll be uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this more often now as we dive into Green Lantern. But I think I have a long road. I mean, everything, all oh, the homework you gave me to get to Green Lantern, it seems.
1: It's worth it,
0: man. I mean, I believe you. It's just, it's going to be a long road. Like I've been working on the Emerald Dawn part one and two for about two weeks now. No, maybe one week. It's not that it's hard. It's just hard to find time to sit down and read it. So. Oh, totally understand. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks again, Evan. Thanks to the listeners for being here. Uh, Let us know if you want us to cover anything. Uh, Now you've got a taste of some of our interests. If you've heard us mention anything that you want us to review here on the show, you can always write in and let us know. But for now, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson.
1: And I am Evan David.
0: And we are signing off. I can't remember. Is there something I usually say? Like That's what I say for the sci-fi Christian. What
1: do I usually say on this? I don't know. I I always just steal other people's catchphrases.
0: I think it is signing off, but who even knows? All right. Hey, that was fun. I just love, I like just being able to chat about whatever we're reading. Yeah. I was trying to get Daniel. I don't know if you heard me talking to him on our episode we did a few months back, but yeah, you heard the one where we we met Dan Jurgens. I wanted him to sit down and kind of do a similar thing you and I did where we just talk through what are we reading and kind of a state of the comic book industry and mm-hmm. he's interested, but his schedule is even more crazy than mine. So we haven't had a chance to do it yet. But uh, uh, so thanks for taking the time just to do a little yeah. chatting, chatting with no hey. particular direction.
1: And thanks for sending me those signed comics from Dan Jurgens. That was uh, awesome.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, and I'll, I'll find my metal comics. And when Mr. Miracle finishes in about a month or so, I'll gather all those up and you can just start getting uh, comics by mail. Sweet <laughs> uh, the, to check out, and then just you can send them back to me at your leisure.
1: <laughs> okay, sounds good. It's like it's like old school Netflix.
0: It's like no, it's like we're comic book pen pals because you sent me some books. I'll send we're you comic some,
1: book pen Yeah,
0: I'll send you some stuff, and eventually we'll send it back and be like, hey, you should read this. So yep, like sounds maybe good. I'll send you my Ben Ben Riley books, and you can check those out.
1: Oh, and you also sent me Astro City three graphic novels.
0: And oh yeah,
1: I really liked those.
0: Okay, good. I couldn't super get into the series, but I did. I enjoy them to a certain extent, but I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on if I want to continue with it or not, but maybe we should talk about that in the future too. If you like, yeah, if, if, if you like doing these, uh, just kind of whatever conversations we should definitely bring up Astro City.
1: Yeah. Once a year. Once a year or, or more, <laughs> <laughs> but at least,
0: yeah. at least once a year.
1: I'm fine with more, but uh, yeah, it, it is. It works for the schedule.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Hey, thanks again. All I'll, right. I'll talk to Ben about when I could post these, uh, and, uh, hopefully sooner than later. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thank you, Bye bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. This is Matt Anderson. Thanks for joining us here tonight. I just signed out of
1: Skype and now I'm about to shut this down. So, so long, folks.